Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 9, Episode 42. I'm Jack. I'm ASD. I'm Don. I'm Jay. Hello. And we've got <laughs> two We've got two games to review tonight. Um, we had Adam Tinder on last week, who was the most confident man ever going into the games against Newcastle and Leicester. And he said six points, came to get five goals in two games, and he nearly got it bang on. Um, so let's start with the Leicester game. Oh, sorry. Let's start with the Newcastle game. Um, going up there and winning 3-1, you know, a ground that Mourinho has got a terrible record at. Spurs over the years have not done particularly well. Um, but, you know, we went up there and again, every game that's going past at the minute, every minute that we're playing, you're slowly seeing us get better and better and better. Um, and to come away from there with three points and a fairly comfortable scoreline... Again, really, really good signs, and it keeps my, every match keeps making me more optimistic for next season. So I was delighted with it. What did you guys think? It, look, you, Adam's a great guy. I loved, I loved the podcast, doing the podcast with him and you last week. But, but did you agree with him? I didn't think that it would be as comfortable as it was, and he thought. I didn't think Kane would banging goals as if it was easy as anything, but. You know what, maybe we should just start listening to Tindall a little bit more often. <laughs> no. It was a great win, the Newcastle one. It, it really was. Don, what did you think of it? My, uh, my, my initial thoughts is that we have been trying to kind of perfect this, this Mourinho style. And the, you know, practice makes perfect. And we've had the games now. And it seems like, you know, it's came in the last, two or three games you've seen the signs um I'll be honest with you I'm not fully sold into playing football like this but you can't deny when you're beating teams by three you know you're scoring three goals and winning games that it does it's effective so um yeah I'm warm into it I'm that's all I can say is that I'm warm into it it's it's not what I'm used to and of course it's not what we've been doing for the last uh five six years so it's it, it's different um i'm starting to i'm starting to realize that you know some of the players have really bought into it i'm starting to like players that i didn't really think would have you know i thought that could be gone by the end of the season i'm i'm looking at them now i'm thinking they could be integral to us actually winning something next season so yeah yeah, yeah. roll on the, the, the statistics from that game, um, and ASD, and I'll come to you next. Newcastle uh, match, they had 53% possession to our 47. They had 22 shots to our eight, six shots on target to our five. What did you think? I'm a believer. I'm a believer. And it, it was awful against Bournemouth, right, because everything got it wrong. And I'm still yet to see us, like, what the plan is, Um against teams who don't come out against us, because Newcastle will, because they've got that brilliant St Maxime or whatever his name is absolutely brilliant um, and then obviously Leicester will come out against us but Bournemouth naturally dropped deep but I, do you know what I, I'm, I'm a believer that that 47% is, is like double what we're expecting these days because uh, we've dropped down to way less possession than that but what I, what I love is it just frustrates the opposition like properly frustrates the opposition it makes them look good but if you watch any highlights of our games it's all us because all they do is they just have the ball in front of our players. Sometimes they get through and they have a few chances. But people are having to score belters to get anything against us. The last two goals have been unreal shots from outside the box uh, with the Bumiyang and what's-his-face from Newcastle. Great goals, Matt but Rich. Yeah. it has to be an accident um, in order to do it. Now, to be fair, we're almost in that place where we just defend, make sure we don't concede, and then we're just relying on Son and Kane, frankly, to get our goals. But I love it. I, I, I tell you what, it, it reduces the amount of emotion that's needed to deliver. You know, like we, I felt there was a, there was often a wave of emotion. I was thinking about that Arsenal, the last Arsenal game at White Hart Lane. We've always said we went into that game just knowing that we were never going to lose, and that was purely because of emotion. Now I reckon we could go into an Arsenal game again. Let's go play them again, and we won't lose because because of us playing style. It feels like there's far more a bigger plan. I'm a bit of a convert. The, I, it, it was the deepest, deepest low a few weeks ago. And now I'm, I'm quite enjoying it, to be honest. It's only a couple of games. Yeah. I mean, there, there's always been a fragility to our defence. Yeah. More, yeah. More, more so recently than, than ever. And, and I think 
when you haven't got possession, um, I mean, this is up until the last few games. I mean, even against Newcastle, without possession, with them camped out on the edge of our box, it, I felt really nervous. And, um, but slowly but surely, I mean, look, Serge Aurier, apart from that, obviously the brain fart to, 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 to pass to, 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 to Nobbins, who scored, um, had an outstanding game. Ben Davis has really raised his game. Toby Adewerold and Sanchez are formidable. And all of a sudden, Larice is saving literally everything. He's Billy the Fish. Oh, God. Um, and, you know, it's, they, they're all playing out their skin. And we, we, are, we, are, we are maintaining um, resilience, clean sheets. Um, we're blocking everything. We are organised. We're confident back there. And, and that, that, that's a relatively new feeling. And, and from there, you, and, and then you start to build out from there. And all of a sudden, you've got Lucas Moura coming in deep. And winning the ball back, some winning the ball back on the edge of our box, scurrying around, making tackles and interceptions. The way we saw a Christian Eriksen doing his peak, mm. you know, the interceptions he'd make in our half yeah. and just drive forward. We've got Lucas Moura doing that now. He's brilliant at you know, it. For, we've forgotten Luke, we've forgotten Christian Eriksen, haven't we? we? We didn't think we thought the world was ending when Christian, Christian Eriksen left. All of a sudden, Lucas Moura's pouncing on it. It's not, it's not just the tackles of Lucas either. It's, it's, it's actually the balls that he's putting through. And they're just like, I mean, yeah. I, I had never seen that before. That's a really, over the last, like you said, ASD, it's only been like two or three games. But I've seen enough from him to think you're in next season, straight in. You're straight in. Whereas I was actually thinking maybe it's time, maybe it's time for us to, to think about our our other attacking options obviously not Sonny, not Kane, but, you know, you're looking at, you're, you're looking at Lamella and you're looking at Lucas and thinking we kind of, maybe those are the two that are going to go and we're going to get another two in. But um, I don't think so. I really don't. I think for me, what, what Jose's done, and you can see this each game that goes on, and Jay, you mentioned there about Davis, all the very old Sanchez playing out their skin. I just, I, I don't disagree with that, but I just think that their game, the back four and the goalkeeper's game has just been simplified. And they're yeah. just they're not being asked to do anywhere near the amount of stuff that they were previously. Whether or not that's right or wrong, but, you know, if you think about it, the last six or seven games, Loris has not made a single error, right, whatsoever. And if you think back to Poch when he was in charge, he would always have a blunder in him, Hugo, which for the, last, for the last half a dozen games he seems to have cut out. But it was always him putting us in trouble when he had the ball at his feet. And he'd always put our midfielders or our fullbacks under enormous amounts of pressure. Okay. We just don't play like that anymore. If it's ever, if there's ever an element of doubt, it just goes long. And it's like, that's working for us at the moment. Um, I just think it's so clear that since Jose's come in, he's, work, he's just worked on the defensive shape and almost said to the attackers... You're good enough on your own, pretty much, to create chances and score goals. I'm going to focus on getting the defence right. And it does seem like we've turned a corner with it. Yeah. And if we can go into next season with this kind of defensive form, you know, the attacking players we've got will cause most defences problems. You know, you know you've got Kane, Son, Lucas, Lamella, Deli, Bergwijn, and, and then Lo Celso and Ndombele feeding the pass slot. There's enough there to cause problems. It's just been that we've been leaking so many goals. And I think that he's he come into a lot of criticism, Jose, over the style, especially against Everton and Bournemouth. But deep down, he would have been absolutely delighted with those games from a defensive point of view, just keeping clean sheets. That's what he's known for. And I think if we can take that into next season with the attacking players that we've got, you know, there's, there's a lot to be excited about. You know, we don't know what the league's going to look like next season, transfers and all of that. But you there's no way that you can't say since the restart we haven't improved defensively. We've been so so much better. Granted, teams are granted teams are having a lot of shots on target, but I would say how many like absolute world class saves has Hugh happened to make? He's made some and he's been brilliant for us. But I've been quite comfortable watching us defensively, whereas yeah. that's never been the case. Normally, if a team's got the ball in our half, I'm panicking. Whereas I'm almost used to that feeling now, and I'm thinking they're not going to get through. So, it, so it's fine. You can have the ball and then we can just counter with Kane, Son and, and Lucas, which has just been absolutely devastating. So I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm so impressed with what he's done since the football's come back. Um, yes. 
it's the first time I've seen it and gone. Poch didn't and probably couldn't do this. No, he know? couldn't. And that, that's that's the biggest change. It's and just I think Jose is going to keep. Uh, what I think he's done in the last two games is he's he's got the balance. Mm. Where you know, if you yeah. think back to January, February time, it felt like we'd go one nil up in a game and then we'd just try and sit back and defend it. Whereas we are sort of doing that at the moment, but we're, we're, we're still looking threatening on the break. And I think that's the important thing. Like the game, a lot of games that we drew or lost, and I think mainly back to that Norwich FA Cup game where we went 1-0 up and then we just tried to sit in and defend. Oh, and it's like, I, I do think that he's, he's getting that balance of, right, we go a goal up, we can sit in and be tight, but we need to make sure when we get the ball, let's create chances and try and get the second, third, fourth goal. And I think this week it, it, he's got it bang on. I mean, there were some exceptional games last season, particularly under under Pochettino, where the opposition had the vast majority of possession. I'm thinking about those those games against City in the mm. Champions League, for example. But they 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 weren't out. They they weren't by des- that wasn't by design. That was out of necessity. We just couldn't get yeah. them, and yeah. we ended up having to sit back by, by by default. But but now now it feels like you're right. There, there is a more deliberate ploy at at, at play, and I think. The interesting thing about efficiency, when you're not constantly trying to harry and press high, you're conserving energy, aren't you? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you that's can see it. That's yeah, it. About, about preserving your players and making them last longer, making them prone to less injury here. Mm. You don't see them running ragged. Definitely that's correct, Jay, in terms of the sides we played this week. Like against your Leicesters and your Newcastles, you can probably sit in and say, you know, you're not going to do too much. I worry you get playing against like Liverpool or City. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just them recycling possession constantly. Um, yeah. But it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued now to see. It's almost a shame that the season's ended and we haven't got a big side because I'd love to see us at the minute up against the City or a Liverpool to see how we'd get on there. Because that's been our Achilles heel, wasn't it, really, for the last... Couple of seasons, especially away from home, is those big games we've we've not done anything in them. The what the ones I rue the most are Chelsea. They took six points against That's us, and, and, they, and they were not they were not good enough. Mm. They were not good enough to take six. Points. If you look at the league table, you know, like if we'd have beaten them home in a way that you know it's a twelve point swing, isn't it? Like that the head to heads is why we're not you yeah. know in the Champions League. But if you look at all those sides around us, our record against those teams has been pretty terrible so that's really what's cost us um, but if you think about you know how poor we have been at points this season you know we're not a million miles away from that top four and I don't just want to settle for fourth next season you know, I think we can you know we should be aiming much higher than that um, but you know if you, all of a sudden you get some of those head-to-head results better and, and you're right in the mix again so I'm feeling really good about it you know this Twitter's a really strange place when even when Spurs win at the moment there's still people that are moaning but yeah. I see I see a lot of stuff to be positive about, even if the style is is not necessarily what we want. You sh- you should still, as a football fan, be able to look at it and be like, I don't necessarily want us to play like this, but we're doing it and it is working at the moment, so I'm, I'm happy. And and do where, where where do we think where do we think Deli Ali slots in? He doesn't. I don't know if he, he does at the moment. We have to sell him, I think. Like, and I'm not being reactive. I love the boy, but he does not fit in a four-three-three, and that's what we're going to play. We're going to play what's looking like Hoiberg. Like what Mourinho said is it's going to be Hoiberg and Ndombele and Lo Celso as a three, with Lo Celso playing a bit more forward. And then I'm assuming Winks would rotate into that. And then you have a front three of Kane and then probably Son and Mora. And then into that comes Lamella, Bergvine. Maybe Delhi goes instead of Lo Celso, but I don't think he's got that work rate where he plays deeper. Yeah. And he but might be the player we sell to get the funds. What I would say on that as well is, even though at the moment it doesn't quite seem like Delhi can fit into that side, he's a completely different option that we've got. Yeah. And it's like, I know a lot of people are saying that, you know, oh, we should we should get rid of him. He's not been great. I still personally want him to stay because what an option you've got, you know, in games where things aren't quite clicking and you can completely, I agree. completely mm. oh, change I love him. the position and, you know, go from a 4-3-3 to the 4-2-3-1 and have Delhi up there. We can, like That completely throws a spanner in the work. So I, 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 I get your point completely, ASD. I think at the minute, 
Delhi is a long, long way from our starting eleven, which yeah. I never really thought I'd hear myself saying that because yeah. he's such a brilliant player, but he, well, he is so still many. a brilliant player. We've got some brilliant performances to talk about. You've highlighted Moura and Davis. I've changed on Serge now. Serge, now he's been asked to just do something simple and not try and be an attacking wing and a right back. He's doing really well. Like his tackles and assists are genuinely very good. Um, maybe not all of his crosses. But Wink, <laughs> Winks, yeah. he, Winks, he's playing out. Uh, Wink, I mean, yeah, for me, Winks is is a revelation. Um, especially in the last game. It's just how he how he how he gathered possession and even in tight spaces when the other team were pressing he was able to to distribute the ball to other players and make himself available very quickly um Mm. i i I, he was the one i would have thought i'm not sure about this guy um against bournemouth i i felt that he I, i was looking at the bournemouth players in midfield and Eddie Howard put on like, you know, he made a lot of substitutions. A lot of their players got injured during that match, but he made a lot of substitutions. And I said to um, a fellow Spurs fan that Winks wouldn't look out of place in a Bournemouth team. Just in that game alone, he he just reminded me of their midfield. Like all the midfielders that were coming on, I can't remember, there was one called, I think there was another guy called Harry that came on for, for Bournemouth. And I thought, you know, he just doesn't seem like he's, I felt that we were above him, but seeing performances like that, you know, in the last two games have made me, have assured me that he can, he definitely can hold down a place. And like you said at ASD, I think he could be rotated once we get Hoyleberg back in. I think he could definitely be a useful player to to rotate with the other two. Yeah, I've always fought with Winks. And my stance hasn't really changed, although he has been playing really... The last three or four games, he's played really well. I think he's a good squad player to have. And I, I, feel, I feel like you're not going to get a really a better squad player somewhere else. And you do have to have those players. Like, not everybody can start week in, week out. You do need those players that you can bring in for games. Um, so I think he'll be, he'll be a good option for us um, moving forward, definitely. But I just think that a few of them, some of the names you, you've both highlighted there have played their way back into Jose's plans yeah. just on the performances of the last four games because they all, all of a sudden, seem to have understood what he wants from them. And I think that, you know, if we think back to, again, January, February time, it just it wasn't quite clicking what Jose wanted us to do and what the players could do. But it does feel like all of a sudden they've just grasped what their role is. Mm. And we seem to be much more of a unit now rather than just individuals doing stuff all over the pitch so yeah Winks for me has been really really good the performance against Arsenal I thought was excellent um, and interesting news that Skip signed a new deal and he's got a few minutes as well and I wonder if next season maybe we'll see a little bit more of him potentially in, in cup competitions but Jose's had nothing but good things to say about him so I'm intrigued to see what happens there and um, but just going back to the Newcastle game the Kane header was just I mean that is a quality number nine it was almost it was a little bit arsenal-esque i thought with the crossing and then bang heading it back where it came from and it was just a fantastic goal and you know for him to have reached the 200 club goals faster than the players that was being listed off was it like aguero you know ronaldo like it's just it's it's incredible and i think it's easy to forget that he was out for six months with a ruptured hamstring injury. Mm. And so he's come back and it's taken him a few games, but he's away again. And it's, we're, we're so lucky to have him. And I do think that there are a lot of Spurs fans out there that yeah. write him off every time he goes two or three games without scoring or picks an injury up. But, I mean, we would be in so much trouble if we didn't have Harry Kane. No, we, we almost needed that. He, he needed that game to have then the game that he had against Leicester where he just was absolutely unstoppable back to his best that just just in there in there creating in their long passes in their winning winning the ball back in our final third and just finding a pass i mean that 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 reverse cross to find sun um from from oh, yeah. you know in just inside in just inside their half it was just I've, I've just not seen anything like that from harry kane or anyone in our side uh, for for over a season, it was just yeah. delightful to watch. But he almost needed that performance um, against against Newcastle. I have to I have to also just specially that 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 cross that came in 
Steve Bergwin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was Bentaleb esque. That was incredible. I, I didn't know who it was initially. I had to rewind. What? Stevie Bergwin? Just that, come on as well, hadn't he? Just come on. Right on his head. Yeah. <laughs> on his head. It was just beautiful. Just. It was so. It was so deep as well. Yeah. Uh, that, that was what shocked me. Is where it came yeah. from. It wasn't yeah. it? Wasn't the cross itself? It's like what you crossed from there. Yeah. Yeah. Newcastle back. The Newcastle defence didn't weren't expecting it, which is why it was so special. Yeah, brilliant goal. Let's talk a little bit about Leicester because, I mean, if the Newcastle game was comfortable, the Leicester game was, I mean, I I didn't see that coming. I know Leicester have got a lot of injuries and haven't been playing particularly well, but I didn't, for the life of me, think we'd be 3-0 up at half-time and the game would just be over within 45 minutes. But again, so clinical on the break. And I've always been very critical of Sun in particular and not being clinical enough. But again, he's another one for me that he just seems to have gone up a gear. He really does. And it's like he's getting not even a chance. though. He's getting a half chance and bang, the ball's in the back of the net. And it's like it just must be a manager's dream to have Son and Kane up there, just knowing at the moment if we get a chance, it's in the back of the net. Because yeah. before it was, a, I always found it was a case with Son where he needed a few chances to, to find the back of the net. But at the minute, it's, it's not that at all. It's one chance, bang. Balls in the back of the net and, and we're in front. Um, he's just, he's just won all the Player of the Year awards, hasn't he? Have you seen that? He's won the Young Hotspur, One Hotspur and Supporters Club Player of the Year, which is, well, I think he's our best player. He got Gold um, of the Year as well, didn't he? Gold of the Year. I mean, it was, I mean, it wasn't difficult. There weren't many, I don't think. Um, I remember when Arsenal had the Gold of the Month competition and they had to have, I think they only scored four. And so they had to have a penalty in there included. I think that that's what our goal of the season is a bit like this year. But he's unbelievable. Man, <laughs> this is a man who's who quali- who is graduated from the South Korean army not a few weeks ago, and here he is banging them in. He's I think he is I think he could walk into literally any team apart from Stoke in the world, and he would he would fly. Like he's 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 the best it's, player we've it's, got. He's a great he's a great player. Um, and I just think that. The attributes that, that Kane has got and the Celso, it just complements Sun so much, doesn't it? That yeah. he knows that if he makes the run and Kane or the Celso have got the ball at their feet, that it's going to be exactly where he wants it. And, you know, he doesn't have to even think about it because the pass is going to be there. Um, and I think I've, I've always preferred him off of the side. I know there was a period, wasn't it, where he was playing a bit more centrally, but it just it just all seems to be clicking at the moment. And the counter attacking against Leicester was devastating. Like it was literally like. For me, the best counter-attacking side in the world at the moment is Liverpool, right? When they just pounce on it yeah. into the opposition's half and create a chance. And there were moments in that Leicester game where it literally could have been that Liverpool front three. It was that dangerous. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. That's, that's counter-attacking football that I haven't seen us play for a long, long time. And it's like we're almost at our most dangerous at the minute when the opposition have got the ball just in our half, which sounds yeah. a little bit weird to say, but... We've yeah. just got so much energy and, and legs and desire to go and get the ball back that when we do, we're creating chances fairly easily. I, you know, I, I I have to agree with all of that. And we're giving a lot of praise to the team, and, and rightly so. I'm, I'm not going to be negative, but I'm going to say this. I think that throughout the course of a season, you can you can win games like that. But I feel like we need to also step up in other areas. They're going to be games where they're going to give us the ball. We're yeah. going to be that team and they're going to try and do what we do to them. Yeah. So um, we need to be mindful of that. The other thing I wanted to touch on, guys, was, you know, we've talked about a lot of players, Stevie Bergwijn, you know, a lot of players have contributed, but my there is one player that I'm actually not that happy with. And like... It sounds really weird because we've played so well and he's done all right. But he's I just feel like I, I say this lightly. I want more from him next season. And that's um, Lo Celso. I think I'm not sure he's actually a lot of the players have bought into what is expected of him. And it takes a while to get up to speed. I know that he's carrying an injury. So it's not me, you know, really being that negative I, you can tell that he's not 100% fit at, at this point in time and probably you know he'll need a bit of a rest and then start again and we'll see where he is but I'm just not I, I'm maybe looking at him 
the season as a whole and the chances he's had and it's not been great and that's that's my own thought that's my own thoughts behind it and why I say that is probably lack of goals um is it the other thing I'm looking at is it is he is he supposed to be like a Modric where he's assisting the assister if that makes any sense um because if you look at his stats in terms of assists, it's not that good either. So I, I want more out of him next season. That's that is that's my thing with him. I I, I can see I can see the quality. There's it's undeniable that it's there, but yeah. it has he has to step up. He has to step up next season. Yeah. Am I right? Am I or am I being harsh? So I don't know. There's a there's a tenacity to 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 his play in our in our half that that, that I like. Um, I've I've all too often found his delivery um, a bit a bit here and there and a bit suspect, but you know I, th- I think he's doing very considering he came in at the same time as Ndombele, I think he's doing I think he's doing pretty well in season one. Stevie Bergwin again, um, I think season one it seems it seems to take anyone that joins Tottenham a season to settle in. Mm. You know, yeah. Hung Min Son was the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Mora, exactly the same. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly the same. I don't right. know why. I don't know what it is about our side. Takes takes them a season. But um but 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 they've all got the raw talent and the capability. Um the the, the one I just go back to is is Oliver Skip. Um Marie, Marie, Mourinho talked about him as a future Tottenham captain. Big price. Big price. You're not having that, Jono. That's got to be rubbish, isn't it? That's got to be. (laughs) Well, I mean, look, we haven't seen too much of him in a Spurs shirt yet, I don't think. Like, he hasn't played many games, has he? When he has played, he's come on for 10 minutes. But I think that, you know, he's represented (coughs) England at every age group so far, obviously apart from seniors. But, I mean, he's only, like, 19 years old. And there's that brilliant clip, isn't there, when I think it's England under-18s are playing Holland under-18s. Yeah. And there's a camera in the, the Holland changing room at halftime and they're all saying how good is this skip guy. We can't get the ball off of him like he's completely running it. And it's like, so I'd, I don't know. I think the thing for me is, and I put the skip and parrot in this same bracket, they're yeah. clearly players that have got ability. They need to get some games. Yeah. They have to play. If they just end up sitting on the bench and not playing for two years, that for me doesn't work. So I, I'm all for both of them. Going out on loan next oh, season. No. Go, go to the championship for a season. Oh, play okay. full games. Like and get, and get some games under your belt and know what it's actually like to to be playing at a decent level um, yeah. and a really competitive and fierce level, which is what the championship is like. You know, Chelsea were always criticised for loaning out all of their players, but all of a sudden, you know, there's three or four of them now that are looking quite good. Liverpool have done it, haven't they, with their striker? Um, I forget the guy's name. Is it Brewister? has gone to Swansea yeah. and he's scoring some goals there. And all of a sudden, these players now, you think when they come back next season, they'll have a confidence knowing I've played in games like this. I've done it. I've put the ball in the back of the net. I, you know, I've, I've performed. So I would like to see them both go and get some game time next season. The be- the perfect scenario is they get some game time in a Spurs shirt, but I don't know how realistic that is. No, um, no. So yeah. for them to go and do a season in the championship, brilliant. And Don, just going back to your thing on Lo Celso, I think that for me, I think we've been a little bit harsh with the with the criticism on him, but I, I do get your points. And I think that he, for me, is a player that, especially the last five or six games, has been playing slightly out of position because he's, yeah. a, smart, he's a smart footballer. I think that he strikes me as somebody that you could tell him to play right back and give him the instructions and he'd understand what he needs to do. And for me, I think that he's, he's one that's just being able to adapt and plug a bit of a hole for Mourinho at the moment whilst he tries to figure out what do I want the side to actually look like. Um, I think that he's had a good season overall, um, but he's probably he's probably had a good season in a poor team, I think. Yeah. That's probably a fair fair summary of La Celso. I, do, I see a player there and I think that he's a great passer of the ball and, and he's one of these unique guys that he can play through a line perfectly. Um, but at the minute, he's receiving the ball for our back four, and the line, the opposition line that he's playing through, isn't necessarily damaging them. Whereas if there's a way next season you can get him 15 yards higher up, 
and he can be feeding balls through to Kane's son Lucas. I think that he, I think he'll he could be a really really dangerous player. But it's just whether or not we can get personnel and a system that allows him to do that. Um, because what he has done playing in that deeper role, he's he's, he's been good there for me. Um, but I just think that he's got the attributes where he could just do a little bit more damage further forward, especially when you compare him to a player like Winks, who, yeah. you know, if they're, they're both playing deep. They've probably got similar attributes. But for me, Winks can't really play further forward. But for me, Lacelso, you put him up there, he could get bags and bags of assists. So I'm, I'm intrigued yeah. to see what happens there. Lacelso has been asked to basically run the pitch in between the edge of both penalty boxes. He's had he's had to manage that. And you, Don, you're right. I think it was, he's had exactly the same criticism that we would give Dembele, where he just doesn't score enough. But I don't think he's given that freedom. And I think that's what Mourinho is saying, where he wants Hoiberg to sit behind him, because he's had to go, he's had to look to the sides of him and go, oh my Christ, Dyer is my partner, or Winks is my partner, no or Sissoko, <laughs> or no one. And each of them have got massive holes in their game. Winks isn't a defensive, Sissoko can't pass, Dyer isn't mobile. So he's had to fill in as well as play his own game. So as soon as he's got protection and he can just drive forward, I think we'll see I think we'll see exactly the, the brilliance that he is. Because when he starts to get on the edge of the box, he's suddenly going through I think he's getting fouls on the edge of the box. I think he I think he'll be like Jack Grealish where he's the most foul player just because he's always got the ball and no one can get it off him. He's always got so much time. Yeah, he's like, brilliant. You know, that, that you get that I don't think you there's certain attributes in football I don't think you can coach people. And it's like he I've made this comparison since day one is he, he massively reminds me of David Silva. Right? He's not on the same level of him, but the way he glides past people and the short passing is in the one twos is it's, it's devastating. So I think we've got a real, real good player there. I just hope that we can, like I said, find personnel. I know there's been a lot being said about Hoiberg. I mean, for me, I'm not entirely sure on that, if I'm honest. I think that he would be a real short-term signing until there's somebody better out there. Um, there's been links with Kondogbia as well, hasn't there? The Valencia um, midfielder, who, again, is a, a similar type of player. So we, I think it's quite clear what Jose wants. But Hoiberg, I'm not I'm not sold on it. But I think if it's Hoiberg or nobody, I, I, you know, you'd take him for 18 months, wouldn't you, until something better comes along. Just, just on Valencia, I've just got, so just got a, a text saying that their entire team has been put up for um for transfer, really? minus two players <laughs> yeah. because of because of COVID nineteen. That entire squad has been put up for sale. That's yeah. mad. That's I just want to say, Jack, you you still think that De Gea is better than Reese? So your your judgment of players is? I would off. still I'd still have De Gea over Hugo any day week. You are crazy. We are spending a fortune generally on players that just are not. I mean, look at Jack Clark, Ryan Sessignon. You know, it's 35, 40 million quids worth of yeah of cash outlaid right there. Still young. Still well, young. The Jack Clark one's been a what bit money? weird, isn't it? Huh? I've, I've not quite got the Jack Clark one because it's like we got him and then we've loaned him. He went back to Leeds, didn't he, and didn't play. So then we stuck him to QPR and he hasn't played at QPR either and it's like that's that is a bit worrying for me if he you know if you can't get game time in a struggling yeah. championship side yeah it does make me think a little bit like what's what's going on there but yeah. look, who knows you know we we got Delhi from nowhere and he ended up becoming you know an absolute superstar overnight so yeah. you never there's know. this Wigan fellow as well we just spent half a million pound on as well there's 15 15 is he 15 yeah, Alfie half Devine. a million pounds. Alfie Devine. So, so, sounds like he belongs on the set of EastEnders. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Luke Amos is getting all the game time at, uh, at, at QPR and he's looking more and more promising. But, but... Yeah, he was really unlucky, wasn't he? Because I remember him having that pre-season where he was great and then he got that really bad injury, didn't he? And he was out for six months and then, you know, injuries go against you and you can't quite get back in a side then. Um, but I, I don't know. There's, I still, I'm not sure about Jack Clark, if I'm honest. Cessignon, again, it's it, they, they need game time, these mm. players. And it's like, I think at the moment, the amount of pressure that Jose will be under next season, I don't know if he's going to be able to gamble and chuck these young players in. No, nice. I think that's what the problem is. I think, you know, Poch did it fairly well, or giving younger players an opportunity. But I think that was because we were so solid and cemented in, in our league positioning that he could afford to do it. Whereas I'm not. I'm not sure if Jose really can. So 
Yeah. I think loans for quite a few of them would be the best thing, in my opinion, for next season. But yeah. you know. we're after this Kim Min Jae, who, and I'm quoting Football London, says he has the potential to become the best Asian centre back in Premier League history. Now, I can't name many Asian centre backs in the Premier League at all. Well, maybe maybe that's why he's got the potential to be one of the best. There was one. There was there was one for Swansea, I think. There was. Did Swansea have an Asian defender? Oh, he was midfield, Dom. Oh, was he midfield? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But no, there there hasn't been. Um, anyway, Leicester, Nick, brilliant. Newcastle. Nicknamed the monster, by the way. Say that again, Dom. I said nicknamed. He's nicknamed the monster. monster. Which is I mean, it's not a bad one to have, is it? Especially if you come into the Premier League. Who, Kim Min Jae? Yeah, but he's nicknamed the monster. No. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he is. Is he really big? Doesn't look big. He's got massive fringe. <laughs> Lockdown haircuts have not been kind to Kim Min Jae. The monster. Maybe that's what maybe that's what the haircut's called. <laughs> Um, let's do let's do a quick quiz now um, before we talk about the the game against Palace. So the game that I'm picking for today's quiz is Spurs nil, Crystal Palace one, February 2016 in the FA Cup. 2016. So it's a hard one because there's a few dodgy players in it for Spurs. Um, the goalkeeper is a question mark. So I'd like you to get him. Then the defence, the right back was Carl Walker. I'd like you to get both centre halves. The left back was Danny Rose. Centre midfield was Moussa Dembele and a question mark. Then it was Sun on the right, Delhi on the left. The number 10 position is a question mark and Kane up front. So I need you to get the goalkeeper, the two centre halves. The centre midfielder and the attacking midfielder, please. February 2016, we got beat 1-0. Fazio in defence? Uh, no, not Fazio. Not a bad guess, though. Big Kev. Big Kevin Vimmer is a great shout, and he was one of the centre-offs. Oh, That's well the first done. one. So I need his centre-back partner. Centre midfielder mm. and then attacking midfielder and the goalkeeper. It wasn't Chadley, was it? It wasn't Chadley. wasn't Chadley. Eric Dyer? Eric Dyer is correct. Centre half. So it was Dyer and Vimmer at centre back that day. Ooh, so, and <laughs> goalkeeper, centre mid and attacking midfielder. Right, goalkeeper's got to be... Well, it's obviously not Hugo, if you've taken it out. It yeah. uh, Friedel was there. Wasn't Friedel? 16. What's his name? Cudicini had gone. No, it was... Gomez had gone, obviously. Was it a youth player? No. No, it was a Dutch player from Swansea. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah. Oh, but... Um, this is bad. The, the, He's still at the club. Gelled hair. <laughs> Just, oh, no. I know, I'm I'm, I'm... I'm born. born. <laughs> All I could see, all I could see, bad. see was Crichton from, uh, from yeah, Red Dwarf. <laughs> Michelle Forming So I just need the centre midfielder and attacking midfielder. Centre midfielder was Dembele with uh, 2016. Currently plays in Newcastle. Oh, Bentaleb. Nabil Bentaleb. Oh, I was going to go, um, what's the fellow we sold to Watford? The French one. A poo. Oh, Capoo. Yeah, I thought that might be it. A poo. <laughs> so and I just need the attacking midfielder now. Go on, it's not Ericsson. He's currently at Fulham, I believe. Mm. Not Scott Parker. Not Scott Parker. Imagine playing Scott Parker as an attacking midfielder. No wonder we lost 1 0. Mate. Uh, yeah, he came through the Spurs Academy. Oh, uh, Onoma. Josh Onoma. Good shot. Great shot. Always wanted him to make it. Great yeah, shot. Yeah, I did too. Me too. So that Spurs team was Vorming Goal, Walker, Dyer, Vimmer, Rose, Bentelab, Dembele, Sun, Onoma, Delhi, and Kane. That's it could be worse. 
That's only four years ago, that team. It could be worse. Like, you can see what he's trying. Solid in the centre. <laughs> solid in the centre. Fast wing back. Yeah, I sort of get it. Not a great side. But that leads us on to talk about Palace, which is the final game of the season. Yeah. Uh, Palace have been one of the worst sides since the restart. They just look... They're losing 1-0 right now to Wolves. Uh, are they? They're, yeah. they're a funny team, Palace, because they've never been particularly good, but they're always quite hard to break down. And it's like, if you can get if you can get in front in the first half an hour, it's usually a fairly comfortable game. But mm-hmm. the longer it stays nil-nil the more nervy it gets and, and the sort of the better they get. So I don't think it's going to be an easy game. And I think from what you were saying earlier, Dom, that Palace will be the side that's sitting against us and yeah. say to us, break us down. We're going to play you on the break with Zaha. So I, I'm intrigued to see how we deal with that, whether or not we go with a different system, different personnel, different tactics. We'll have to wait and see. But I think that this will definitely be one of those games that falls into that bracket of can we break this side down? Mate, they they're yeah. sitting in 14th. With they are they should they'll be on the beach. We've got everything to play for. They're playing Liverpool, Newcastle above them, playing Liverpool. So they they could go up a position, if, uh, assuming Newcastle lose against Liverpool. But I I think this is very very winnable, very very winnable. We're just better than them in every department. I do think that it's a very winnable game, and we go into it as massive favourites. But I think that it's a different type of test. Yeah, I'd rather play Arsenal or even City. It's a very tight win last year, wasn't it? We 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 had to really battle for that two-one victory. Yeah. Didn't we? Isn't isn't our record against Palace like there's so many one-nil wins? Yeah. Last like six or seven seasons. They're always tight games, aren't they? Because they just sit in and defend and make it difficult. And away. That that is a horrible fixture away because of because of the crowd. They are they are right on you, mm. and they they are a proper Larry crowd. Um, but with no crowd, I think, you know, their their, their true colours will shine. And I think yeah, look, form it's now it's now a form game, isn't it? And at the end of the day, we we we're the ones in the ascendancy, and they're not. So yeah. What are our predictions then for that, Don? What are you saying? Um, I'm gonna go another three nil. Two nil. Two nil, Joe. No, I think away it will still be tight. One nil. Just looking at the table now, Wolves are about to go above us by one point, but then they've got Chelsea. Yeah. Who can't drop out the? Well, they can drop out the top four. Yeah. It's shootouts, isn't it, on the last day? Because it's Wolves, Chelsea, and Man United, Leicester. Oh uh, yeah. Top. What a so great last day. A real playoff for the top four. I yeah. think, you know, we could do with Chelsea doing us a favour, really, couldn't we? And sneaking into the Europa League, that would be, you know, that would be good for us to be in that, I think, next season. So we need we need that. OK, so you want to be in the Europa League? I would. Yeah, my, yeah. My stance on the Europa League is I'd much rather us be in it than not be in it. If we're not in it, I won't be gutted. Yeah, that yeah, that's sense. fair. I, d- I want to see a second team. I want to see like a literally a second eleven who plays in the Europa League in the group stages, and if we go out, that's fine. I don't care if it's Tanganga and Jack Clark and this fifteen-year-old from Wigan playing. <laughs> I, I don't. I just the reason I'm more excited about the Europa League now is I think as a club with Jose there, we will take it more seriously, and that will be something that I think if we're in it, that will be a competition that he will target at the start of the season. As I want to try and win that. Whereas I, I always got the feeling under Potch and Redknapp and Adrian and all these other managers that it was because the, the aim was always to get into the Champions League, which obviously it still is, it was never treated as a serious competition. Is It was always something that, oh, well, let's just see how far we get and it doesn't really matter if we go out. Whereas because I know that Jose will take it seriously, I'm much more excited to be in it. Um, it's another trophy that you can challenge for. It's another route into the Champions League. So I would definitely rather be in it than not be in it. And if we if we can rotate and if we can play a more efficient brand of football, yeah, if you're injured, well, which yeah. we are, which we are though, we are playing that efficient brand of football. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, exactly. I enjoy the twenty. I enjoy twenty pound nights against a team you'll never see again. I I, I just enjoy seeing that from a football in from just seeing some random teams. Obviously, I love seeing us beat Real Madrid, but I love seeing Maribor and Sheriff and 
Trump Zams poor. I, I do. I, I don't know what it is. We, um, we all know that you love a £20 night ASD. I love a £20 night, yeah. Um, I was about to make to a yamam joke, but I, I refrained. Looking <laughs> <laughs> back to what's the other day on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I definitely think that Europa League is something that would, would be good for us next season. We mentioned all these young players as well. Again, that's an opportunity for them to get, a, a, you know, some game time. Well, and I just what he said. I've always, I've always thought that you're better off having two games a week. Like, if you've got a big squad, like, there's nothing, nothing better than game time. Like training's great and all that, but nothing can replicate what an actual game does. Especially while we're still trying to learn the, you know, how Jose wants us to play. So, I'd be excited. I'll probably be the most excited for the Europa League that, than what I've ever been, to be honest. If we're in it next season, and maybe that's just me being too positive. I don't know. No, I think I, think, I, I can go. I think that we, you know the Europa League is a good thing, but as ASD said, you almost want another eleven. That play in that in that tournament, and then you know you've got you you've got your your other Premier League eleven that play week in week out. You don't want Kane getting injured yeah. against Maribel. You don't want that. Um, you, you know, don't get me wrong. There'll be some games where you know someone maybe has carried a knock. They missed a Premier League game, but they they you know yeah. you know Delhi Ali for instance. He'd, he'd be yeah. good in, in the Europa League. Yeah, those those sort of players would be good. A mixture of both. Michelle Vaughan, he's still at the club. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but on on that, I think we need a new, we need another keeper. You know, it's one of the things that people haven't really spoke about. But next season, I think our priority has to be another keeper, not not to replace Hugo, but we need we need someone to challenge him. Um, I'm not. I mean, Gazaniga is good, but I think you know Vaughan's definitely going to go, and we'll need someone else. See, I, f- I feel like Gazaniga is as a good a backup keeper as you can really find. I, th- I love uh, it. I think since he's, I think the games he's come in, he's done really well. Apart from his moment of madness when he kicked William in the head in the Chelsea game to give that no, penalty away. That, as- that. that aside, I think he's done pretty well. And you know, I, I agree, Don. I think Vaughan will, will will go at the end of the season. But you know, maybe that's an opportunity for whoever's you know the the current academy keeper to step up and be you know. Yes. you know it's a that that seems like a natural thing to happen rather than go out and get someone but I think Gazaniga is a, is a great backup and I've I've definitely been more impressed with Hugo as I've said since Jose's come in and he's just really cut those stupid mistakes out which yep. was which for me is always what has held him back from being classed as one of the top keepers so, I mean if he can keep this form going for the next 12 months then fantastic yeah no I completely agree I completely agree so yeah palace is the last game so which means that our pod next season will be the end of season show so we'll have to get thinking of categories and awards that we want to do for next week so have a think on that and if you're listening and you've got any ideas anything that you want us to cover get in touch and we'll we'll gladly do that but the end of season show is always a great one so i'm already looking forward to that next week yeah 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 a few more signings yeah definitely yeah well look asd don jay pleasure as always and thank you everyone for listening and remember whatever happens the future's bright the future's lily white come on you spurs i always thought there was very very many people interested in football and i always thought that football was a very important game but i never realized until today just how important it is whether the wonder boys of white heart lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion well They're the finest team in Great Britain, and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. 
We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do. Tottenham Hall.